Warning. The following contains biblical content, raw gospel, sudden and spontaneous worship, and something not preached everywhere, the Word of God. This is church formatted for the internet. Coming up next, now here they are, saints on a mission from God. Welcome to pgn.church. Our website is pgn.church, and our podcast can be found wherever podcasts are downloaded. Just search for pgn.church. This is church formatted for the internet. Take us wherever you go. Before we start, I'd like to thank some of our participants, Maddie, Eric, Liz, Stephen, Pam, Don, and Sandy, for helping make this all possible. And I'm your host, Pastor Kevin. And, of course, we attribute our success to the Holy Spirit, whom we will be talking about today. Enjoy.
word meek, I think, changed our direction for the day. Yeah, that's what the yeah that's what the Don that's what the Lord gave me this morning, and uh, I've been known for acronyms. You know, huh. the Lord speaks to me in acronyms, so it's like, okay, Lord, what? Okay, meek. What does, what does that stand for? What what are the words that that stands for? And so, he told me he says, make every encounter kind. Huh. E E K, and it's like. Huh. And that just resonated in my spirit. So then I had to start doing a study. What's the definition? What's the biblical definition? I knew it was in Matthew 5, 5, the Beatitudes, you know, the meek shall inherit the earth. And uh, so I looked at the definitions and things. So um, that's why you'd want to be meek if you want to inherit. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, mean is think that about the, that. Yeah. I mean, how does, what does that mean? What's the definition of? or context of inherit in that case. Yeah. Because I, I don't know if I'd want a, a big hot mess we got here, the earth that is. Yeah, I should have, uh, I didn't quite get to that part of, of looking that up about that, yep. about that statement. I looked at what the definition was of meek. Um, uh -huh. Yep. Quiet, gentle, and easily imposed on, submissive, Righteous, obedient, and uh, uh, wanted an example of, a, of who was a meek man in the Bible, and in Numbers twelve thirteen it refers to Moses as a meek man, and you think about that, Moses and dealing with Pharaoh, yep, you know, and so the definition of of, of meek, I, I like it's it's strength under control. I, I, I don't know where I've heard that, but I've heard that in a lot of different places. But Yeah, I've heard that in preaching over the years, so it must... Uh, yeah, so then it must be right. It must be written down somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so in one of the, in one of the uh, things when I was looking up about Meek uh, that talked about, you know, if it, means, uh, if it means humble and obedient and that, why aren't more Christians depicted as being Meek? And even in uh, light of today's uh, Christian world, or you know, in, in America, are, would would we say that the Christians are meek? What do you think, guys? Yeah, or would we say our society is meek under the previous definition laid out? Uh, I don't think so. No, I so, don't think so. So. I think we tend yeah. to be kind of self-assured and and I think it's self-righteous is the right word. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I shouldn't say that. No, I should. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the yeah, the Bible says do not conform to the world which obviously isn't going to turn out to be meek across the boards but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Renewing of your mind in the word Washing of God as it's written in the Bibles. Okay, I'm looking at a biblical encyclopedia that says that the Hebrew Here we go. Uh, for meekness is to bend over, to bow down, <laughs> to labor or toil, um, to be low, depressed, or humble. Wow. And then there are other derived meanings um, that are more specific for, you know, they're more specific to the situation. Yeah, and they those are, are human. 
humility, piety, gentleness, and condescension. Condescension. I, I like the submissive, I guess, submissive, uh, quiet, uh -huh. and gentle. And then I was looking up the difference between meekness and humility. Me uh -huh. Meekness is a quality that we bestow to others, while humility is one, of, is one that attributes to self. You're a humble person, but you are meek towards other people, or, huh. or meek towards obe be, uh, being obedient to God or being uh, quiet and gentle to others. That's been one of my things for probably the last year, ever since the pandemic, is I just see people being um, screaming at each other. Uh, it, it's all about being right instead of being uh, of being humble and listening to each other. Yeah, really hearing what other people are saying. Because right. it's oh. like everyone's beating their own drums, and that's the world. And we're not supposed to be like that. We're not supposed to react like the world reacts. And the world reacts is, boom, revenge. I'm going to get back to you. I'm going to prove that I'm right. I'm going to beat you down, and I'm going to show you. And you must be nuts, and you can't be human if you believe that way. It's that demonizing of, uh, of uh, whole societies. Democrats demonizing Republicans, Republicans demonizing Democrats. You know, it's like that's not the way we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be kind and gentle. I think that's the definition of politics. Yeah, it is. That's why, that's why we don't want to talk about that because we want to talk about the truth. We that's want to right. talk about things that work. We want to bring people that are, that are hearing this a hope in a way to live a life that is pleasing to God because he's got a plan for each one of us. And that's why the Beatitudes, you know, that's why, that's why I love Matthew 5. Maybe anyone else have any comments about that. But I want, us, I, I want to live in joy and hope and peace and helping other people uh, move forward into what God has called them to do because we're all unique. We need to Correct. be an encouragement instead of a discouragement. We want to be helpful instead of not being helpful. Well, helpful instead of hurt, hurtful. And that's, what's, that's what's, what's been happening. So we want to speak truth and life to the people that are, well, to each other as we're brothers in the Lord and to the people that are listening on the Internet. How do you put that together with meekness, though? If you know the truth, uh, the truth sets you free, and yet at the same time, to listen carefully to others, to be meek, to not, uh, to not impose too much. Uh, how do you put those together? That definition of meekness is power under control. It's steering in a positive, definite direction. If people see that, you know, some some may respond negatively, but but it has it has the power. Therefore, you shall inherit the earth, or the authority will be out there that will be recognized yeah, that's, by that's, some. Yeah, that's exactly right. You, you'll be blessed with peace, because I think what happens is we attack. We attack people. We attack what they're saying, and uh, therefore we, uh, what's the word? We, we actually stop communication once we start attacking. We really do. I mean, the communication is done. When we've got to get into the listening mode, 
and uh, and speak the truth. Speak the truth in love. That's what I go. I always go back to. How do we speak the truth in love? Because it's how we speak. It's our inflection. It's our intonation. It's the words that we use that make all the difference in the world. Uh, we can either be a curse or a blessing. He wants us to be a blessing, and he wants us to show love to people, and by uh, by being meek, uh, by surrendering our will to his will, and uh, and uh, encouraging other people. I think that's why. Um, that's why it's in the Bible. The meek shall inherit the earth. The meek shall inherit blessing on earth. That's right. Joy and peace that you can't get in the world. You can't. You and, know, but and the and the fruits thereof be other than struggling for it and missing it. Oh my gosh. You know, struggling. Struggling and missing the let's put our hands up. How many of out there are struggling? <laughs> that's right. Yes. Yeah. That's but right. he brings us joy and peace as we come into his presence. And we surrender our lives as we are meek before him and obedient before him and quiet. Be still and know that I am God. I love that verse. Be still and know. And we're not very still. And, this, and, and the meek person listens probably more than they talk. What do you think? That's right. You know? Yeah, so maybe I'm probably there's, there's not, a proverb, I'm not very meek. There's, there's a proverb about talking too quickly. <laughs> <laughs> that, exactly. Uh, yeah, something like to the effect that don't, yeah, don't show that you're an idiot. Just uh, right. <laughs> wait before you speak. <laughs> right, and you know, Proverbs about you know hearing both sides before determining what is going on in a situation. Because That's right. It's like, don't speak before you know the other side of the story. Yeah. 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 Be still and know that I am God. I mean, that, that's a, <laughs> I love that. That, that's, that's something that you have to work at. You have to purposely set aside time. And I, I find myself just being caught up in, you know, what, whatever it takes to keep my house running or, or, I mean, if you put too many together, you're going to screw up and the ball on the hitch is going to be <laughs> the wrong some, way. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you so, know, I guess, so if you just, yeah. Settle down and, uh, you know, take, I mean, take that time with God. And uh, actually what you do is you get the inspiration and the uh, ability to get the ball on the hitch the right side up. (laughs) You know, if uh, it it gives you a piece so that your mind works as it should. And it's not being bombarded by, yeah, yeah. Closest analogy as I can get that, that there are consequences <laughs> to not drawing on you know close unto God and listening. Right. And it's not something we have to you know wait until Sunday to go to church to listen to. He says he's sent his spirit, and that's what we were going to talk about originally. But the he, that sticks by your side and is there as a helper. Yeah. And it didn't say in what. Yeah. So, I mean, a helper would be calm in, down. You have the mechanical skills, and you can see this and get it right. Right. Yeah, he, yeah. It's, he, he wants us to realize that he is our constant companion in every moment of our lives. Mm-hmm. That's been my biggest realization right. in the last month is that he is with me always, 
and he wants to meet with me, and he wants to guide me, and he wants to give me an abundant life. And I need to take that time, and I'm thankful. I mean, I, I look at Kevin, I look at his situation with his household and stuff, and I'm in an apartment now. I have no worries about a house. I don't have to think about anything about a house and all the other uh, those other things, so I can spend that time because he honors the time that we spend with him. Or making he, sure the lawn is mowed so you look good for the neighbors. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't have. A, I don't I'm have. A, I don't have a lawn to mow. That's right. And before I used to have. To, oh, I shouldn't say that. I used to have to look good for the neighbors. Well, that's what I mean. That's because everyone yeah. had their lawns manicured. That's right. And they all used uh, those uh, like Roundup and the things to kill uh, dandelions and stuff. And I didn't. I, I never used any chemicals on mine, my lawn. Right. So I had all the birds <laughs> because the birds could actually eat there and not die. You know, so they'd come over. Yeah, for uh, for earthworms, right? Yeah, that's right. Earthworms. Yep, that's right. Wow. I remember writing a piece a number of years ago about the grassers. That's what I called them, and Grass that was sitters? people that wanted grassers. Mm. And the grassers were the people that used all the fertilizers and got every weed up and worked on their their lawns hour after hour during the week. And I, I said, now, I, I think it's good to have grass. And I think we need to be uh, nominal grassers so that they're not it's not getting completely out of control. But I think there are more important things. And I never work with my grass on Sunday because there's a more important thing to do on that day. Mm -hmm. um, that's where my trust and confidence is, is, is on, on serving God, not just Sunday, but all the days of the week. But, but again, you know, there are people that give a religious devotion to grass. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's just, and again, they're, they're trying to be good people and they're trying to please their neighbors and so on. But. Uh, it is it is close to a religion. Yeah. Well, he's always reminding me is like, okay, uh, what's important to you is what's important to me important to you. That's uh -huh. what that's what the Lord keeps asking me. Are you doing? You know, because uh, the whole Christian walk is for us to be uh, to be growing more into His likeness. Mm. Not not the likeness of the world, but so what does that mean? How do I use my time? And that's right. boy, that's really on my mind a lot. And in my spirit, it's like, what am I doing with my, with my time? Am am I? And we had this in other podcasts, uh, or in our words too. Is it? Are we glorifying God mm. in what we say, in what we do, in how we feel, and what we believe, and what's in our heart? Are we glorifying God? That's sobering yep. to me. That's real sobering. But then he says, hey, I came to give you freedom. I came to bring you joy, uh, mm -hmm. a joy that's unthinkable. That's what I came to. I came to bless you, not to curse you. I came to lift you up. I came to... So it's like, it's all good stuff. I mean, it's like, so why, why, should, why, why will I not be meek? I want to be meek. I want to surrender my life. I want to hear his voice. And I want to right. be obedient. That's my whole goal. I want to be obedient. So I want to help people 
know about the character of God or how they can meet with God. How they can meet with God, that he is a personal companion, as Kevin was saying. Yeah. That's why when Jesus left the earth, he says, I'm, I'm going, but I'm sending you the Holy Spirit to be your companion, your comforter. And boy, do we need comfort. And that's why meek people quietly and peacefully comfort other people. I'm just saying that. Right. I think the getting back to spending some time with the Lord. Yeah. I mean, we were told to take a Sabbath, and it doesn't have to be Sunday. Right. It just has to be now and then, special time, and then to put away everything of the world, which could be construed as idols. I mean, the Bible calls idols as something that you, put you are putting before God, yeah. like your it could be your lawn. That yeah. was an excellent illustration there, Don. That's more important than a person taking a day off to reflect on God or communicate with them. I mean, the Holy Spirit, uh, as we are told, is right there on, on the spot always. And right. uh, I live by a soccer field and baseball field. You know, I remember the day that they started squeezing that activity into Sunday a.m., and and uh, so true. Hundreds of people out there, but what they're doing is they're filling. You know, time is nothing to God, but we have only a certain amount of time. Yeah. And the Bible also says to uh, manage that time. How how should we manage that? We need a Sabbath to uh, spend time with God, rather than creating idols. Um, it's nothing. Nothing wrong to have a nice shiny motorcycle in the garage, you know how. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. You know, yeah, um, just you. look at the posture when I'm out in the. If you're out in the garage and you own a motorcycle, you're usually fixing something. So you're <laughs> you're down on your knees before <laughs> this thing. Down on your knees. <laughs> and and That's and could example. be ours, you know. You can own things like that, and they they actually own you. Cannot. Right. Yeah, they don't have to own you. <laughs> right. You know, and I do a lot of, I've learned over the years that's been really helpful uh, for me, is that I journal, uh, hopefully on a daily basis. And what I come to find out about, like, uh, Kevin, you were saying about spending time with the Lord, and uh, and uh, he's mentioned to me sometimes, he says, hello, where are you? Where have you been? Because he's jealous. He says, I'm a jealous God. He wants us to spend time with him. And the thing is, that's the best time I have. That's the best. That's right. There's nothing better yeah. than that. So it's like, okay, duh, duh, duh. Yep. So why are you doing this other stuff? This and isn't going to give you life. This isn't going to be life-flowing uh, uh, streams of life through your body that you can give to other people because I want to bless people abundantly. You know, it's like, so he tells me at times, and he hasn't reminded me that for a while, so... I am spending that time, so I'm thankful. But it's the best time I can spend, and it just multi it's multiplies. It's a multiplication. You know, it's like you can't outgive God. If if he's if he if you spend time with him, he says, "Thank you. That's my son. That's my son who loves me, and he wants to talk with me. And I'm going to teach him, and I'm going to show him things. And then always at the end of the time I spend with him, he always tells me, he says." Sandy, I love you. And it's like, oh, I'm done. I'm just done in right now, guys, just saying wow. that because, and I know that because 
for many, many years, I didn't feel love in my life. And for him, every, every time that we spend together and we talk to each other and we read, I read scriptures and spend time, he always ends up with saying, I love you, Sandy. He wants me to know. He wants all you listeners out there to know how much he loves you and he created you to have time with him. That was our whole reason we were created, is to walk in the cool of the evening like Adam and Eve did, to That's spend right. time with our Father. That's We were created for that. Yeah, the so. book of Genesis is where the first time the uh, word jealous God comes into play. Mm-hmm. You know, the Greek is Q-U-A-N-A, quana, I believe it is, but... Uh, it's the first time it's mentioned in the Bible, and it's mentioned in other books of the Bible as well. So, so often we put, uh, you know, and we've sang songs about the names of God and the different yeah. things, but they're usually ones that are me, me names. You know, he's my provider, he's <laughs> yeah. this and that, but this... I love that, Kevin. Go but on. That, but Q-U-A-N-A are... I, mm-hmm. I hope that's the right uh, spelling, but it, it, it's got the context. But it, the context is God is a jealous God. Mm-hmm. Long ago, I added that to my list of God's names. Mm-hmm. And I don't see that in very many lists when you go to the Bible bookstore or something. And you don't hear that as sermons, do you? No, you don't. I don't know if I've ever heard a sermon about that I am a jealous God. I, and that's right. I mean, he's, wow, you, you, he's, you really, he's you're really jealous, lifting my spirit right now. And he's jealous for your company. <laughs> yes. I mean, th- he set this whole thing in, in action mm-hmm. and, and predestined that, you know, Jesus would take care of it. That's right. At Ooh. this point in our history on earth. I mean, that's an awesome thing. Right. You know, not a jealousy in a bad way, but... Right. But like in a relationship between husband and wife, jealous of that time. You know, it's yeah. part of the part of the word, love. God is love. Wow. I don't know about you people that are out there listening, but I am fired up after hearing this. About it's like, it's the it's the flowing of the the, the love of God, coming out in this uh, in this message today. Jealous. I mean, it's like I'm blessed. I'm I'm done, and it's all <laughs> all all that gives you the power to remain meek. Meek, yes. Oh. Bring it back to your first word. Um, what was that acronym? Yeah, meek. Make every encounter kind. Kind, yeah. Every. Does that mean every? I mean, it's like yeah. all. Remember Dennis Anderson? He was our our yes. news anchor in Duluth. Here. In Duluth for years and years and years. He's still still around, I believe. He but uh, he'd always end his show with the word be kind when i hear of that acronym um you know make every encounter kind i can't help but think about a book that i recently read um it was titled seeking allah and finding jesus Mm. and in that book um the the author was grew up in a in a home that was given over to the Muslim faith and that was what he lived and breathed and ate and he was thoroughly convinced of his position and he wanted to convince others and so he started getting together with two or three Christian guys and the Christian guys were meek 
they said, we don't understand your faith very much. And so tell us about it. And of course, he was revved to, to discuss it. And, but they asked good questions that made him think more about his faith. And he had to go back to his references and to his sources. And in the process, he found that a lot of things he had been told as he grew up with, that, that they were just part of the story, that they weren't the whole thing, that they had, were kind of oversimplifications of what the technical original book said about his faith. And that made him have some questions but again, he wanted to come across as a scholar, and so he kept digging into these early sources. And the more he dug, the more things he found contradicted each other. And especially when it came to the account of Jesus, he had um, he realized what he had been told about Jesus was not what these Christians said. And the end of the story was that he eventually became a Christian, but it was over several years of being with these guys that were meek, that were willing to listen, that probed and encouraged him to go further with looking into the original sources. And through that, he was miraculously converted. Um, and But it took time and it took people that really listened. Um, and I think that's a good bit of what we've been saying in the program today. Yep. Yeah, I think that that sums it up right there. Mm -hmm. Strength under control, and uh, which is a power, and that is the ultimate end or use for that is to uh, you know to share share the gospel mm -hmm. so that others may see like that person and know he is God. Amen. Yeah. Why don't you uh, end in prayer? Would you do that, Kevin? Or... Lord, we thank you for uh, your presence, your Holy Spirit that was in this podcast as we uh, walked in the door today. You changed our the course of our discussion with one word, and it was definitely evident, Lord, that you were in this podcast. And Lord, we just thank you so much for what you have done for us and how you interact with us, Lord, that, that we are just blessed today with your with your presence. If that was nothing else but that, we'd be we'd be fine with that. Yes. The Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father has sent in His name, He will teach us all things and bring to our remembrances all that the Bible and different people in the Bible has said to us. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Oh, was I supposed to have record on? <laughs> Pure Gospel Network is an intergenerational, Christ-centered, not-for-profit internet mission church, a network of believers from many different backgrounds who are passionate about reaching out to others. Your Voice in the Wilderness, a church online since 98, now known as pgn.church, operates 100% on your tax-deductible donations. 